You're listening to Practical Wellness with best-selling author, TEDx speaker, and mind-body wellness expert, Jaya Jaya Myra. Learn how to create good mental, emotional, and physical health simply and naturally with practical lifestyle tips for holistic well-being. Jaya Jaya Myra has inspired audiences worldwide and is here to empower you to live a healthy, purpose-filled life. And now, your host, Jaya Jaya Myra. Hey everyone, Jaya Jaya Myra here. Welcome to another episode of Practical Wellness. Today I have special guest Jeffrey Siegel with me. He is a health and wellness coach, helping people to strengthen their mind-body relationship. Hey Jeffrey, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me here today. Mind-body wellness is what I am all about, as you know, and I always love talking with other people who have a passion in the same thing. So what really got you going on this journey? Yeah, I mean, growing up, I wrestled with an eating disorder as a, a teenager, and I was, you know, in one sense, blessed that I had been given the gift of a really supportive family and a lot of resources, both kind of externally and internally to help me overcome that. And I recognized that not everyone had these supports that I had um, that helped kind of pull me out of a really dark place with regards to my both my mental and my physical health. And so since then, you know, I've really made it part of my mission to help other people look at their body and mind relationship and to bring it back together um, in a way that is healing and supportive of their own growth and, you know, in service of others. What was it that enabled you to realize that you had an eating disorder, like th that lightning bolt that was like, there is something wrong here, as opposed to just making excuses? Yeah, I mean, it, it started out as a kind of slow, insidious creep of, you know, cutting out meals, controlling food, restricting calories, getting kind of hyper micromanaging everything that was going on in my body. Um, and I can, you know, could see how it's, it is easy to potentially brush that off um, under the banner of, of being healthy. You know, there's orthorexia, kind of a, you know, an unhealthy obsession with healthy eating is, is one flavor of that. But, um, you know, it got to the point where it was, it was pretty clear that I was really destroying my body uh, and basically kind of starving myself to death. I was not getting the nutrition I needed. Um, you know, I was having a hard time staying awake, energized, focused, I was, you know, really frail. And, uh, you know, and at that point, it, you know, you know, so many, as so many people, like when you hit that point where like, there really is no other option, it was either like, I need to kick things in gear and turn 180 degrees and kind of pull myself back to health and happiness. Or if I keep going down this path, it's going to end in self-destruction. So you went on from that point in your journey to recovering from this eating disorder, depression that, along, that went along with it, to get a master's in mind and brain education from Harvard, of all places, and also a master in Buddhist studies from the University of Hong Kong. Now, that is a major transformation. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like to joke that I'm uh, you know, thoroughly overeducated and confused. <laughs> Um, what to do with all this knowledge, but it's, you know, I see uh, both of those opportunities uh, kind of represent the, this complementary forces of kind of 
Eastern philosophy and sort of Western science and sort of the, the yin and the yang, the mind and the body, um, you know, so much of what I do, you know, is about helping people, you know, understand how their body works at the biological level and, and working with their physiology so they can kind of get it back to a place where it feels supportive and it's not draining them. Um, but you can't do that in a vacuum. You know, we're, we're not just these biomechanical creatures, right? We are social and emotional and spiritual. And so that's where, you know, bringing in this larger context of, you know, what is what are the values that we're really trying to grow towards? What is, um, you know, what is that guiding philosophy that's going to help people, you know, make meaning of the things that they are doing in service of their body. So that's why I find it's really essential to have both their sort of the physical as well as the mental, emotional and spiritual components when when you're working on yourself. Oh, absolutely. And everything so interconnects with everything else anyway. I mean, mental health is connected with physical health. What you eat connects your mental health, your emotional well-being. Uh, and I'm going to assume here and tell me if I'm wrong, because we all know what they say about assumptions. But given the fact that you suffered from an eating disorder that you overcame, I'm going to guess that you have a focus on diet and nutrition for this overall mind, body, well-being platform that you work with people on. I, I definitely do. You know, food is... Uh, the nexus of so many things in terms of our own health and well-being. And then socially too, you know, food is what intersects, uh, you know, environments and economies and uh, labor practices and, and, you know, so many other things. So I, I, I definitely like to center that. And, uh, you know, at the symbolic level too, of like, you know, what, what are we putting into our body, right? What, what we eat eventually becomes us either in the material yes. form or in the energetic form. And, uh, and so I think it's, we, it's uh, important to be really mindful about that. And unfortunately we live, you know, in a world where we tend to be very disconnected from the food that we're eating in terms of where it comes from, how it's grown, how it's produced, how it's cooked. So, you know, it's just starting at that base place of helping people reconnect with their meals, maybe cooking a little bit more, you know, just spending a little bit more time with sort of thinking about food at a deeper level, as opposed to just taking out your app and ordering the most convenient thing. Oh, absolutely. And the fact that the gut-brain connection, pre and probiotics, all of those neurotransmitters, like serotonin is mostly made in the gut. 90% mm -hmm. of the serotonin, your happy hormone, is made based on what you eat. And I think if more people realize this profound connection between what you're eating and your mental and emotional well-being, do you think that that would really be enough of a catalyst to cause people to change or did they need to suffer their own uh, negativity or obstacles before people are willing to say, hey, I really need to make a change here? <laughs> it's, a, it's a great question, one that I've wrestled with myself. And it brings me back to a quote from uh, the teacher, Michael Beckwith, who said that pain pushes until vision pulls. And I've always found that to be really profound when it comes to personal transformation that, you know, there, there always is an element of pain involved, as you said, you know, maybe people do need to suffer some degree of discomfort, whether that's in their bodies or otherwise to get them to do something. But, you know, what I'm really leaning in towards is helping people develop this vision, this compelling vision of what life could be when you have a body that really does work for you and with you in this collaborative sense, and then build the skills and knowledge that you need to step into that. And uh, yeah, food and diet is a huge thing, you know, and I, I know so many people, I think, slowly come to that realization over time that, you know, oh, you know, whenever I eat this thing, like it does make me feel really 
you know, bad, whatever that, if that's bloated and having digestive issues, or if that's some sort of mental fog or, or, you know, tiredness. And I think oh, yeah. a lot of, yeah, a lot of people are tuned into that, but um, don't fully give it credence, you know, or maybe they live their entire life, you know, eating these things that kind of make them feel not so great, but they don't go that next step of actually learning how to kind of personalize their diet. Yeah. I, I didn't realize for, uh, I don't know, nearly like 39, 40 years of my life that dairy was causing a lot of problems, that it caused pain in the joints, that it caused that brain fog and that lack of focus. And it's just never quite made that connection. And then finally, when I did, it was like, ah, aha, if I don't eat dairy, uh, I feel about 120 times better. So <laughs> I totally get what you're saying there. I would love to hear from you what your top tips would be for people who want to start making a change right now, cultivating a stronger mind-body connection in their own life. Yeah. You know, the I guess the number one tip I'd have is to probably first slow down <laughs> um, so you can pay more attention to what your body is telling you. We live in a world that's really fast and really distracted. And a lot of times the signals from our body are getting ignored or, uh, and so I think if we can slow down and develop a little bit of that mindfulness, that, that kind of self-awareness of our bodies at that physical level is important. And then from there, we can begin to reconnect with our bodies in this trusting way. I, I see this fundamental distrust of our body being a huge barrier for so many people where we don't trust that our body knows what's best. We don't trust the signals. We don't trust that it's hungry. We don't trust that it's full. We don't like when it says that this thing hurts. Um, and so, you know, this goes back to the idea of, you know, building a healthy mind-body relationship, the same as any relationship you have with a friend or with a partner, you know, it takes a lot of little acts of daily support to build that trust up. And so focusing in on what's something that you can do today that's going to help you rekindle that trust with your body. And that can be a tiny little small act of kindness or care or just listening that I think actually really goes a long way when you learn how to do this regularly. Absolutely. Jeffrey, thank you so much for being my guest today. Tell me where people can find out more about you online. Yeah, if you just visit my website, which is jeffsiegelwellness.com. And I'm all over you know, social as well at Jeff Siegel Wellness. Uh, I look forward to, to hearing from you and hopefully get a chance to connect. You've been listening to another episode of Practical Wellness. Make sure to share with your friends and family and have a great day.